Hospitality Careers. Lovely, well welcome to podcast number three. No, four. No, three. 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 Um, With Hospitality Careers. this month, November, is World Vegan Month, isn't it? Yeah. And today we're joined by a very special guest. We have Paul Fitzpatrick, who's Head of Food Development at Stonegate Pub Company. Hi there. Hi Paul, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, thank you for joining us. Um, so, let's start from the very top. What, is, what does your job entail? Uh, essentially anything food within Stonegate. So anything that's on our menus, that's a food product, um, my team look after it, will have come through us, we will have made the recipe, created the dish, wow. done the spec card, everything yet, down to, in our wider team, the, um, the allergen data, the nutritional data, yeah, so literally everything food. So a lot of tastings involved, I imagine. Yes, yeah, yeah. Must be not, a nice perk. Not great for the waistline, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, there could definitely be worse jobs. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, obviously, this month is all about veganism. Um, how much has that trend had an impact? How much of an impact has that had at Stonegate? Yeah. Um, since, well, and since when, really? So when did, it, when did you start? Yeah, huge, huge impact, really. Um, I guess probably within the last, really the last two or three years, but massively so in the last 18 months. Um, I guess... It's the biggest trend we've worked on probably over the last 18 months. Yeah. It's, it's the one thing where I think perhaps as a, as a company we were a little bit behind in terms of our vegan offer mm-hmm. and we've really kind of concentrated on that over the last 18 months and, and increased the amount we do on every menu massively. I don't think you're alone in that though. I think there are quite a few pub companies. I think it's the nature of this. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I think b- probably by our own admission pubs we were almost had a token vegetarian or vegan yeah. dish if you were lucky and yeah. and whereas now it's, it's taking yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah and now we're much more seriously um and we've we tried to make sure we have a vegan option at every category within every menu so oh, wow. really try and make sure we have a good good options for everybody that's quite a tall order for the development chefs isn't it for every category yeah. a vegan option yeah it is yeah i mean we so when we're talking sort of small plates, we want to make sure there's always something in there, burgers, uh, main courses, desserts, etc. Yeah. Each category has its own challenge. Um, yeah. Desserts used to be a real challenge, um, but actually now suppliers are kind of uh, much more up to speed with it, and the industry as a whole is much more up to speed with it. So it's, it's e- getting easier for us to develop products sort of as time goes on. Mm. And have you seen it's been a specific... Um, Obviously, because Stonegate, there, you know, you've got uh, all matter of different types of formats. You've got your traditional pub, but then you've also got your cocktail bars would be at one, and you've also got more yeah. restauranty places. So, have you seen a specific venue type where veganism is really sort of yeah? Alive? I think our our key format um, for the vegan offers is our common room format. Oh. So that's really kind of aimed at our millennial audience, um, sort of eighteen to twenty five, thirty, at kind of top end. Um, in terms of age um, and really quite student heavy as well um, and that's kind of the demographic that's that's kind of taking these things a bit more on board a bit more kind of an ethical stance on the way they live their lives and a bit more of a view of kind of long-term health mm. um, so that our common room formats our biggest biggest area in terms of vegan and are you seeing more um 
requests almost from customers coming through those formats as well for important, you know, vegan food and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think going back a little bit, we were seeing lots of requests coming in, and I guess that kind of drove us to develop a bit more because I get ideally we want to be a situation where our guests are not requesting certain things because it means we've already got them. Yeah. Um, I think Christmas is always a good barometer for us because it's inevitably mostly pre-booked yeah. and people are on set menus. So if you're looking for a vegan option or a non-gluten containing option, mm. we tend to, if we go back a couple of years for Christmas, we'd get kind of inundated with uh, requests for specific um, sort of lifestyle choice um, options. Whereas now we get less of the requests because we've kind of got the options up front. So. Is it, what's the, have you had feedback from either the pubs or customers on the options that you've now included? Yeah, I think obviously we ask um, both our teams and our guests exactly sort of what they think of everything we put on our menus. Um, and the, the response has been really positive. It's been, um, feedback's been good. I think, like I say, because coming from a fairly low start point, I think, within the last few years, and now it's kind of exploded. And like I say, sort of having an option at pretty much every course mm. is great. And the feedback you get is only really positive, if I'm honest, because there's, there's no negative really to having the extra options. Um, so I think, and over time the dishes have evolved. So rather than just being, taking a standard main course and removing the meat essentially, yeah. it's kind of we're developing dishes in their own right rather than just amending another dish. Yeah. That's a really interesting point because the amount of times where, you you know, yeah, the, the vegetarian option is a meat-based food but there's just no meat in it and you think, well, that's not, it can't be very exciting. Yeah. Um, I said vegetarian, it should be vegan, shouldn't I say, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, whereas now, yeah, there are so many different more flavours coming through and I, ma- I imagine it's probably more exciting for the chefs to work with different flavours, different ingredients? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because essentially now with the huge sort of range of um, plant-based meat replacement products there are, mm-hmm. like your seitan, etc. So there's so many of them available now. It's not just can, tofu. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it means you can really look at any cuisine, any kind of dish, and there is effectively a meat replacement product for that. Yeah. Um, I guess that's kind of two prongs because we have vegan dishes that have meat replacement products and we have vegan dishes that don't as well. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of two audiences you need to cater to there. There's, mm-hmm. And I guess this is, this is a really interesting point for us that we just pulled out some insight recently is that actually kind of your strict vegan customer um, has stayed pretty much stable for years. They're about 4%-ish of the population. Okay. However, what's grown massively is the, ele- the part of the population that's flexing their diet or choosing to be meat-free at certain times, certain days, or for a period of time. That's so these the like bit the, that's the really growing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. 20 years ago, there were social smokers. There's now yeah. social vegans. Yeah. And I think you're right. That's, it's, it, it is absolutely what people are doing. It's the kind of hardcore vegan yeah. diet has stayed fairly stable for quite a number of years. Yeah. But what is growing is this, this flexible approach to to meat consumption. I was going to say, yeah, cause, and it's the amount of people that I meet now that say, oh, well, I'm, I'm a bit of a flexitarian. Yeah. You think, well, no, I've always said, oh, you're indecisive. But actually, <laughs> yeah. you know, my friends, I can get away with saying that, but yeah, actually yeah. there is this whole new trend now. 
absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, there absolutely is. I mean, well, I'm sure we all know people that sort of say, well, I'm not, I'm not eating this month, not eating meat this month, mm. or quite a lot of people have a day of the week where they don't eat meat. Yeah. Um, and I think that makes it kind of a different way for us of looking at it. So, because um, it helps us also negate, and I think that the industry itself will kind of develop into a new way of kind of labeling this on menus I think over time because at the moment you've everybody's used to the V for vegetarian everyone's used for the the VG or VE generally for vegan dishes on menus and I think ultimately there'll be something in time that is kind of plant-based or meat-free without being strictly vegan because I guess we all in the industry have a number of challenges on making things strictly vegan, whether it be sort of factories that we produce products in or the kitchens we serve them from, because mm. obviously they're not huge spaces in a number of sites. No. Um, and therefore, can you have designated vegan fries, for example? So um, that must be quite a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have designated sections like that in a number of our formats. In other formats, we don't. So then we just have to adapt what kind of um, vegan dishes we're having on offer. So. It's actually interesting there how you were saying in terms of the menu, but it's also the marketing of the vegan of vegan food because yeah, yeah, quite right now you see the V for vegetarian or the VG, but that's almost you, you have the same for allergens and it's almost treated like veganism is it isn't an allergen but yeah. it, it's it's that same. It's a dietary requirement, whereas actually it's, it's a whole genre on itself. Yeah. So therefore should be marketed as its whole... And I think that's the challenge, is yeah. because I think historically, and it's a really important point when you talk allergens, is this is where it becomes a bit tricky and where we have to manage the risk, because quite often we would find somebody with a um, dairy intolerance would look for a vegan dish on the menu, because mm. they know it won't contain it. However... If you're not working in a strictly vegan environment or some products you're buying are not from a vegan-only factory, mm. then it does carry that small element of risk of a may contain on a yeah. product. So that's where you just have to be. I think it will become clearer over time as mm. people kind of become used to it. And you're right in saying it, it's kind of how we message that on yeah. our menus and our communication, etc. Mm. Um, would you say there's something that you guys have done maybe differently to other pubs as well to kind of market your vegan menus in comparison? Without giving away too many trade secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we've, we've kind of, we've used our common room format as a bit of a test bed, I guess, because it's that kind of younger audience. It's, we trial and test a lot. Um, so we've used that format to kind of see what type of vegan dishes work, what ones don't work so well. Um, and that format gives us the flexibility to do that um, we can change the menu pretty quickly in it um, it's not a hard kind of plastic printed menu so it enables us to change it um, quite frequently and that, that's been a real bonus for us because then we can take the learnings from that and while it doesn't tell you everything it gives you a fair idea that will then roll on into other formats as well Brilliant. Um I was, I was just going to say, on that, have, um, so obviously it's been trialled in the common room, or starting the common room sites. With veganism going up, have you seen any other trends? So, 
talking about millennials, they're eating, that you know, they're much more um, health conscious, you know, much more aware of what where their food's coming from. But with that, they're also, as on a whole, is drinking less, drinking less alcohol. Have you seen that there has been that trend, as in, so vegan has veganism's gone up, and but also the, the amount of alcohol sold in those sites, maybe. Not really. <laughs> no, no, I suppose. Yeah, no. you go I mean, to the we're area. obviously a, a, a massively drink-led company, yeah. um, and touch wood, yeah. we're not we're not seeing it. It patterns have shifted. Okay. Like people potentially drink at different times. Yeah. Um, and might save it all for a kind of big night out. Yeah. Um, but we're not touch wood seeing uh, <laughs> any massive drop in. In drink volume at all, and I and I suppose that is also the point where if you if you're going to a pub or you know a bar, you're going there to to have a drink to enjoy yeah, a drink responsibly, yeah. of course. Um, you're not going there because it's the healthy option as such. Yeah, you know, you you know you're going no, there no, to have a, to, yeah. to enjoy yourselves. It's a treat. Um, but while you're there, it's yeah, it's nice to have the, the vegan options and everything else, a bit yeah. more variety. I think one of the biggest challenges for us from a kind of volume perspective, as you say, is delivery um, and kind of the whole concept of drinking at home before you go out, mm. um, which is a much more recent thing. I think if I go back to when, sort of when I was at uni, etc., mm. that just didn't happen. You just went out to the pub. Yeah. Um, but I think now... What we're seeing a lot more is, um, obviously drinks not my side of the business, but we are seeing a lot more kind of trade up through premium products. So people tend to perhaps kind of drink at home with yeah. your standard drinks and then when they go out they kind of treat themselves a little bit more to to the cocktails and the premium spirits, yeah. etc. So they're a bit more discerning. Yeah. And, yeah. Brilliant. So what's your favourite vegan dish? Um, I think our... Uh, it's it's a staple. It's our biggest sellers um, across whether meat free or uh, meat eating or vegan. Um, but our burgers are our vegan burgers are great. Um, I do think you'd be hard pushed at times to um, to tell if they're they're beef or not. Oh really? Um, equally, that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a follow up. <laughs> and equally, we're, we're kind of forever. Um, we're working on a product uh, this week, in fact. And oh, yeah. We, we work out of our de- development kitchen in Birmingham. Um, it's also our training centre, so we've kind of got people coming in and out all the time. So we tend to kind of pounce on people and, what do you think of this? Have a try. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah, we had some people trying some vegan products without telling them, and mm. we thought it was fantastic. And then we told them at the end they were vegan. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, yeah it's, that's kind of a barometer. If we can get people to have a dish and it's great in its own right, mm. it should be a byproduct that it's vegan. Yeah. Um, I think that's something we learned in terms of menu as well quite early on. If we call a product, I don't know, like a dessert, a, a vegan chocolate tour, it doesn't sell. If you make a great vo- vegan, if you make a great chocolate tour that happens to be vegan, yeah, and just call yes. it chocolate tour, yeah, it, yeah, that tends to sell a lot better. That's interesting. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's, so it's, again, as I said, it's about I think that whole kind of menu description piece mm. will evolve over time yeah and um, getting the messaging right so, so you, do you think veganism's here to stay how long certainly for a long time yeah I think yeah, yeah. so what's what would you 
what's next do you see where do you see this trend developing a bit more I think the vegan trend will only kind of become more widespread yeah. I think it's still while it's been around for a little while I still think it's quite in its infancy in terms of where it goes mm-hmm. whilst most kind of formats uh, pub groups restaurant groups etc have all um, all kind of developed more vegan food I think there's still so much more it's quite small in our value estate still but that will come over time as it, as the products become more prevalent in supermarkets etc then ultimately it'll all just grow grow as time goes on I think and then with that you know all the almost infrastructure and everything around it would then grow I'm guessing yeah See, we're here at Sony and we haven't talked about obviously the, your training program, Albert's Theory of Progression. But um, yeah. would would the plan then be to include a bit more of the training development in terms of different cooking techniques that would then translate to veganism? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we as part of the training programs, we we tend to rather than teach and train by dishes, mm-hmm. we teach and train by cooking methods. So we'll. So absolutely, yeah, as, as and when we develop products that require different cooking methods, mm. then we'll involve that into the, uh, the training programmes as well, yeah. Fantastic. Well, brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go off and have a vegan burger now. Yeah, I want to see if please it is. Please do, please do. Right, lovely. Well, thank you very much and no uh, we'll see you soon. Okay, thanks a lot.